the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. All right, as we uh, highlighted earlier, Tom Dunn joins us at this time on a Thursday, and of course, he has his regular show. Take a listen to this. Well, last week it's Kenny Rogers. This week it's John Prine, uh, a legend, Tom. Yeah, and very much loved in Ireland. Um, he toured here a lot and there was something in his music that just Irish people loved uh, in particular. I mentioned him to you last week. He was in the ICU unit, but his wife, Fiona, had tweeted that he seemed stable. And to be honest, I thought that was going to be the end of it. And the next time we'd be talking about him would be when he was uh, released and was well again in the world. But he didn't make it, uh, sad to say. She announced his passing there just uh, the night before last. So he was 73. He's married to an Irish girl, Fiona. Uh, they had three kids. Folk music legends in Ireland, really. People were adoring of his music. He was a folk singer. And the songs are, are very much story songs. And those stories were very witty and raw and poignant. And, and people loved them. And that one there, Hello in There, is about just looking in on your neighbours every now and again. It's old people and getting older and getting less attached to life and just making the point to put your head in and say hello to them. A lot of people see that as the isolation song at the moment for COVID-19. Um, so he, he just, he had many albums. He started off in 1970 with his first album, which had on it many of his best songs, Sam Shepard and Paradise and Angel from Montgomery. Chris Christopherson is the man who kind of takes a lot of the credit for discovering him, one of the first people to talk about him. Well, from the moment he got going, people like Bob Dylan were talking about him. And to this day, Bob Dylan has said he would put him in his top six songwriters of all time. He just has a way with telling stories that draw you in. He's a very entertaining one called Jesus, The Lost Years, which looks at the years in Jesus' life between 11, and we kind of know what he was doing up to he was 11, up to the age of 29 when he kind of came back in uh, on his mission. Uh, so he has these kind of wild years that Jesus, you know, wasn't just biding his time in, in, in Jerusalem. He was actually quite the wild character. So these the, these they're funny songs and they draw you in, but there's often a real emotional heft to them as well. I did a series of duet albums, um, which the duet to Iris Dement in particular are spectacular. I played loads of them last night in the show. But an Irish wife, he met her in Bloom's Hotel back in 1988. He had been playing a gig and he was trying to get served at the bar. Nobody would serve him, the classic story. But he had his acoustic guitar with him. And she said, oh, my God, uh, John Prine, last time I saw you, I was 17. When are we going to get to hear you singing again? So he took out his guitar and played a song for her. And it was the beginning of a lifelong relationship. They got married in 93 and had two kids. And she became um, his manager as well. And to be honest, she was really, really effective at that. She she got really cool people, a lot of people that I would play on my show, like Jason Isbell and Bon Iver, to cover his songs. And it just kind of made the point that he was writing these great songs and, and the songs were as relevant for younger artists as they were for everyone else. So... But at that point of him being loved in Ireland, he just did so many gigs here. And he did duets with people like Dolores Keane and Maria Doyle Kennedy. And uh, he, and just people talk about him as being just an absolutely lovely, lovely man. So two major figures from the world of music in the space of seven days. I've never done two music specials in seven days before, but this week I did. So it just goes to show you COVID is 
And he, he seems very, very popular. Bruce Springsteen and uh, Sheryl Crow and others yeah. uh, all paying tribute to him. He spent time in the military, I see, and and he, he had a couple of brushes with cancer, so I suppose he had did have underlying risk factors. But he contracted he the disease in Europe. He was on tour. Yeah, I, I, I don't know the, the whole details of that, but I know on the cancer, he had cancer in the neck at one point and then cancer in the lung, and he had a bit of a lung removed. And the doctor told him, as part of his recovery, to run up the stairs and then grab his guitar and sing two songs. So he did that as part of recovery, and he was back on the road inside six months. So, you know, he he's such a great spirit. I don't think people thought this was going to happen. I think everyone thought okay. he was definitely... Well, may he rest Very in sad. peace and to his... Yeah. His wife is okay, Fiona, is she? The, the Fiona, yeah, she had it to begin with. Uh, she was a studio manager back in the day in 1988 here in Dublin. Um, obviously heartbroken. They, they had two children together and then she had a, a son previously, which which they adopted. So they had three All right. kids. All right, very sad. Uh, may he rest in peace, John Prine. Let's move to Tom's album of the week. Okay, uh, Tom's album you of liking the liking that. Well, I am. I am. It's yeah, it's kind of a nice solo album. Um, uh, Waxa something. San Waxahachie. Waxahachie. Yeah, sounds you like something you'd get done in a beauty parlor. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, you know, isn't it a a back sack and what do you call it? <laughs> exactly, something like that. <laughs> I was thinking, but <laughs> <laughs> it's actually. <laughs> A lake in Alabama, which is where she's from, and uh, she called it, it's a woman called Katie Crutchfield is her name, and she started off in a, in a band with her sister, a kind of punk rock band. She came out of that around uh, eight years ago, and it's been a bit of a slow build for her. She's released five albums, she's done tours, kind of growing reputation and assembling a band as she's kind of gone along, signed to a record label called Marriage about five years ago. And she says in interviews that this is the first album where she, since she got sober, she got sober too. I don't know whether she was having a wild time or whether it was a minor problem in her life or whatever. But I must say, in listening to this and listening to the other albums, I find this much more focused and much more melodic and much more accessible. And, and it's a really smart album. Very, very beautiful. Easily her best album. So I don't know how much of that's down to getting sober or not. I don't know. But uh, it's it's an album that I think is going to take her on to a much bigger audience. Her voice reminds me of somebody called Edie Brickell. And it's been driving me mad for the last two weeks. Every time I listen to her voice, she just, just reminds me of this great singer called Edie Brickell. So uh, watch out for her Waxahachie. Of course, nobody is touring at the moment, but as soon as this all ends, you will be able to look forward to seeing her doing dates because she has played here before. Okay, it's uh, Waxahachie, uh, and it's yeah. not something you get in a parlour. No. It's called, you see, there's a race course in Paris called Saint Cloud, and it's called Saint Cloud here. It's the same okay. same word, yeah. Uh, but anyway, right. uh, uh, you, you it, it's it's very easy listening and 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 pleasant. Okay, yeah, let's turn careful. to Tom's gig of the week. Okay, that was Eddie Vedder, um, because he's going to perform as part of a special TV concert. Uh, Lady Gaga has put this together. Yeah, 
She has indeed. Now, I've been telling you about people performing from their front rooms and all these things people are able to do during the lockdown to try and keep music alive. So Lady Gaga has kind of taken that ball and run with it. She's going to be creating a gig called One World Together at Home, a live-streamed and televised benefit concert in aid of support of the World Health Organization's COVID-19 response. So she's lined up um, a lineup that includes herself, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, Stevie Wonder, Paul McCartney, Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day, Alanis Morissette, Chris Martin of Coldplay, Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam here there, Elton John, John Legend and more. And it's going to be going out on ABC, CBS and NBC with all their talk show hosts, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Steve Colbert presenting. So it's going to be almost like a live aid thing, but without an audience, because all those people will be streaming from wherever it is they're going to stream with social distancing and in a completely safe way. So that sounds great. And Paul McCartney, as part of that, has me very excited. Um, and Eddie Vedder as well. So brilliant idea. I think the way it's going to work to, to raise money is that you'll, it'll ask you to pledge money as as you watch it. And that will be no bother to her because she is very successful on, get, on raising money. Um, in the last week, she's helped to raise $35 million for uh, that campaign. So It's the, it it's the 18th like it's of April. Up. 18th of April in the US, I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to see it. It's going to be streaming online, so we'll be able to watch it. But the BBC are doing an, an adapted version of it on the 19th, um, which is my birthday. So that would oh. be absolutely perfect for me. All right. And, 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 and lots of others, uh, Andrew Bocelli and others are doing different uh, uh, yeah. streamed events, gigs. They are. I, I think it is going to be, and what they're going to try and do is get that um, live aid, the whole world tuning in at the same time type of thing. Lovely. Uh, because the, these performances from people's houses have been brilliant. And these are the top artists. So, yeah, very exciting. Okay. Look forward to see what's going to right. be like. Uh, um, finally, then, uh, your tip of the week, Tim Burgess listening parties. This is a really great idea. I'm a big fan of this guy. Tim Burgess is the singer in a band called The Charlatans. But when he's not singing with the charlatans, he's a very uh, creative lad. He's written books. He has his own coffee brand and coffee shops and his own record label. And for this thing, what he's doing is he's getting people to say, pick nine o'clock tonight. We will all turn on a particular album and then switch on your Twitter as well. And he'll get the people who have made the album to tweet as we all listen to it at the same time to explain the songs, how they came to write them, where they were, when they wrote them, all that kind of thing. And they've absolutely taken off. They've gone crazy. Oasis have done it, or or, uh, Noel Gallagher, the Charlton's themselves. But over the course of the next few weeks, uh, you'll be able to see bands like um, The Flaming Lips, Shame, Super Furry Animals, Libertine Style Council, our own Fontaine's DC, Lloyd Cole and The Commotions. And it's just one of these really creative, inventive things to do during the lockdown where what else would you be doing? And we're all able to press the, bu- the button, play at the same time and listen to the album. So so, so you go on Twitter and you, you, you put yeah. in Tim Burgess listening parties and it'll come up yeah. with it. Yeah, all everyone's comments. So in particular, you'll be able to follow the comments of the artists who actually made these albums. So as, say, Wonderwall is playing, you'd see Noel Gallagher tweeting why he wrote it, what was going on at the time. That's great. All right. My thanks, uh, Tom. The Hard Shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.